Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, a busy day here in the nation's capital. The major news from the Supreme Court about the abortion pill, the pause in Donald Trump's election interference case that could delay his trial, Plus, breaking news, Congress votes to formally launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. There's a lot to get to. I am here. The dramatic speech from President Biden's son, why Hunter Biden says he'll only testify in his dad's impeachment inquiry if it's in public. Republicans say they're pursuing the truth. Democrats accuse them of pursuing pure, ugly politics. Two people under arrest after a scary afternoon at an elementary school. Students eating gummy bears contaminated with fentanyl. And our series about the pandemic's lingering effects on America's children. Tonight, protecting the mental health of teens. I do think that we should have restrictions on phones in the school setting. And thank you for being with us on this Wednesday night. We begin tonight with breaking news right here in Washington on Capitol Hill. We're just a short time ago, Republicans in the House voting to begin a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden. The next step follows the years long scrutiny of the president and his family that has turned up no proof of high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, Democrats tonight are calling the move an extreme political stunt that has no credibility and no legitimacy. Today's vote comes on the same day that Hunter Biden showed up on Capitol Hill, not to testify, but to blast Republicans for what he said were attacks on him to embarrass and damage his father. CBS's Scott McFarland will start us off tonight from Capitol Hill. It has been a busy day. Good evening, Scott. Good evening, Nora. It was just hours after the president's son made that dramatic appearance outside the Capitol defending his father that House Republicans launched an effort to impeach the president. A party line vote tonight. The resolution is adopted. We'll launch another attempt to impeach a U.S. president 
Republicans approved a formal impeachment inquiry alleging President Biden might have benefited from his son's foreign business dealings and has stonewalled them. What are you scared of? What facts do you not want to come out? Democrats blasted the move. They've been at it for so long. And of course, Donald Trump wants to keep it going into the next year for the campaign season. Um, You think Trump's directing this? Oh, completely. The launching of a formal impeachment inquiry gives Republicans more firepower and better legal standing to issue subpoenas. Does this end anywhere short of impeachment articles? I don't think so. And it's inevitable. I think it is. Ahead of the vote, a House committee subpoenaed the president's son for a closed-door deposition. Hunter Biden declined. I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. Saying he'd only testify in a public hearing. Speaking before cameras at the Capitol, he described the depths of his drug addiction. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. And he defended his father. There's no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business. By snubbing the committee, House Republicans today recommended Hunter Biden be investigated for a contempt of Congress criminal charge. They belittled my recovery and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. In a statement tonight, President Biden said of Republicans, instead of doing anything to help make Americans' lives better, they're focused on attacking me with lies. Nora? Scott McFarland, thank you. Well, the Supreme Court agreeing today to hear two politically charged cases involving abortion and one that could impact former President Trump's election interference trial. That federal case was temporarily placed on hold today. CBS's Jan Crawford is here with us to help us break it down. Okay, Jan, the first issue, let's talk about that. The Supreme Court says they're going to look at the drug Mifepristone, which is the medication used in most common form of abortions. Yeah, I mean, it could have a a tremendous impact on how and at what point uh, in a woman's pregnancy she can access that so-called abortion pill, uh, even in states where it's legal. Now, a federal appeals court said the FDA was wrong in how to prove that drug Mifepristone for abortions up to 10 weeks. And it said women didn't need to see a doctor in person to get it. Those lower court decisions, they are on hold uh, while this case plays out. So the pill will remain available for now. And then let's talk about this second case. This is by several January 6th defendants who say prosecutors went too far this could have a big impact, right? Huge impact. I mean, it literally could affect hundreds of January 6th defendants, including former President Trump. Now, they're all facing other charges for January 6th, but this one is under a federal law that prohibits obstructing any official proceeding. It sounds pretty clear, right? I mean, on January 6th, certifying the election, that's an official proceeding. But the defendants say no. That law is talking about people who destroy documents and records, and it shouldn't apply to us. Now, If the Supreme Court agrees, that could have a big impact on Trump's election interference case. It could cut two of the four charges against him or potentially delay that trial. We'll be watching Jan Crawford, who covers the Supreme Court for us. Thank you so much. Let's turn now to the White House, where President Biden and Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with several family members of Americans being held hostage by Hamas. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House, where the families were looking for answers as to what is being done to get their loved ones home. The two-hour meeting was the president's first face-to-face encounter with families of Americans being held hostage in Gaza. 
we could have no better friend uh, in Washington or in the White House than President Biden himself and his administration. But little is known about the state of those still being held. Was the president able to share anything about their condition? We're going to keep the, the content of the conversation private. The White House says there are eight Americans still unaccounted for, including Americans still being held hostage. It is believed 135 total hostages of varying nationalities remain in Gaza. The meeting came a day after the president, for the first time publicly since the Hamas attacks, questioned Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, saying he has to change as Israel's coalition government is making it difficult to establish a Palestinian state. Mr. Biden also said Israel is losing global support for its indiscriminate bombing of Gaza. Attacks deemed indiscriminate are usually considered violations of international law. But did he misspeak yesterday when he said that uh, Israel was carrying out indiscriminate attacks? The president speaks and has spoken, Ed, about our concerns over civilian casualties in Gaza and about urging our Israeli counterparts to be more careful and more deliberate. Today in Israel, Netanyahu defiantly said we are continuing until the end, adding, in the face of international pressures, nothing will stop us. In Gaza, heavy fighting continued, leading to the deaths of 10 Israeli soldiers, their highest single-day losses so far. While the president met with families of hostages being held in Gaza, it's incredibly rare for him to ever have contact with families of the dozens of other Americans being wrongfully detained, something advocates for those being held in countries like Afghanistan, China, and Venezuela called out today. Nora. Ed O'Keefe, thank you very much. It was a historic day on Wall Street. The Dow soared more than 500 points, closing over 37,000 for the first time ever. The gain of nearly 1.5% came after the Federal Reserve kept interest rates unchanged and signaled at least three interest rate cuts next year. Good news for the economy. We want to turn now to that major recall involving more than 2 million Tesla cars. That's nearly all of the electric vehicles Tesla has sold in the U.S. CBS's Carter Evans tells us how the company intends to fix a problem with the car's autopilot system. There's almost nothing left of this Tesla after it slammed into a fire truck on a Northern California freeway last February. The driver was killed, and investigators believe Autopilot was engaged when it happened. It's one of dozens of deadly crashes since 2016 allegedly involving the technology, and it led to a National Highway Traffic Safety Administration investigation. Tesla owner Susie Maggot hopes the resulting recall leads to safer use of Autopilot. I was driving on the freeway and saw a man with his seat almost fully reclined, feet out the window, and hands like behind his head going about 95 miles an hour. Nearly every Tesla sold in the U.S. is affected, and over-the-air software update will now enable the cars to give drivers more warnings when they're not paying attention and even suspend the technology if drivers use it incorrectly. This recall is actually written in blood. Robert Sumwalt is former chair of the National Transportation Safety Board. He says he spoke to Elon Musk personally during the agency's own investigation into autopilot six years ago. And as the chairman of the NTSB, I'm talking to him about this investigation, and he hung up on me. I think that shows an arrogance within the organization that is leading to safety problems and killing people. Now, the software fix has already rolled out to some customers. We reached out to Tesla but have not heard back. However, on Monday, the company posted that it believes that cars that use its autopilot system are safer than those without it. Nora? 
Carter, powerful interviews in such important context. Thank you so much. Well, now to a frightening incident in central Virginia. Two people have been arrested in connection to seven elementary students falling ill after being exposed to fentanyl at their school. CBS's Nicole Skanga reports on the disturbing details. Tonight, shock inside an elementary school after residue from the highly lethal drug fentanyl was found inside a bag filled with gummy bears and shared by fourth graders. The fentanyl came from somebody's house, right? And so we need to we need to wake up as a county and as a community to realize that these things are real. These things are happening. Two suspects, Clifford Dugan and Nicole Sanders, were arrested early this morning in connection to the incident. Both face charges, including contributing to the delinquency of a minor. We don't feel this was an intentional event, but um, we are continuing our investigation. Police say five students were taken to the hospital. We feel hot, we feel nauseous including fourth grader Hayden Floyd. The 10-year-old said he ate 10 gummies before heading to the school nurse, then was loaded into an ambulance with his mother. I was shaking a lot because I was really scared, and my mom came. She was right beside me the whole time, and I I was just like, sorry, mom, sorry, because she was crying. All students have been discharged from the hospital. Hayden's mother, Christina Wright, tells us she's so grateful her son is okay, but she never thought she'd have to have a conversation about fentanyl with her 10-year-old. Nora. Oh, so scary. Nicole Skanga, thank you so much. We want to turn now to part three in our series, The COVID Generation. Students isolated during the lockdown turned to their cell phones and social media, and it has taken a toll on their mental health. 57% of high school girls in the U.S. said they felt persistently sad during the pandemic. That is double that of the boys. CBS's Meg Oliver shows us what one school is doing to help. At Newburgh Free Academy in New York, cell phones are locked away for the entire school day, including lunch. Students like Tyson Hill and Monique May say it's a relief after constantly being on their phones during the COVID lockdown, when screen time among adolescents more than doubled. How much do you blame the phones and social media for taking a toll on your mental health? All of it. it. (laughs) For me personally, yeah. I blame my darkest moments because of my phone. Have you ever been bullied online or felt left out after looking at social media? Of course. Throughout my middle school experience, like there was a lot of people talking about you, whether it be on Snapchat, posting a story that made fun of the way you looked. And it made me feel depressed. The youth mental health crisis is the defining public health issue of our time. If we do not address it with urgency, then I worry we will lose an entire generation of children to depression, anxiety, and suicide. This year, U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy issued an advisory on the effects of social media on youth mental health. Would you consider advising the country to ban smartphones during school hours? I do think that we should have restrictions on phones in the school setting. We fundamentally have to understand that these devices, and in particular social media, is behaving largely as an addictive element. Newburgh Free Academy Assistant Principal Ebony Clark says banning phones has helped cut down online bullying. All I'm doing is giving them the opportunity to engage in school and leave the drama outside these doors. Now that you don't have that distraction during the school day, how much has it helped you as a person? I'm more confident in who I am, and I think that just comes from not being able to worry about what other people are saying about me, just being me. Meg Oliver, (laughs) CBS News, Newburgh, New York. 
The nation's poison centers report an alarming number of calls due to the popular weight loss drugs. We'll have the details next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. In tonight's Health Watch, growing reports of dangerous reactions to the main drug in the weight loss and diabetes medications will go via Nozempic. From January through November, America's poison centers reported almost 3,000 calls involving the drug semaglutide. That's up 1,400 percent since 2019. A doctor for the organization says most of the calls were related to dosage errors. In a statement to CBS News, drug maker Nova Nordisk says patient safety is its top priority and referred patients to the website semaglutide.com. A hiker from California who fell a thousand feet from a trail in Hawaii last week is telling a remarkable story of survival. 34-year-old Ian Snyder says he landed near a waterfall and was able to drink from a stream. That helped him to hang on for three days until he was finally spotted by a rescue team and then airlifted to safety. Snyder broke several bones, but says he's otherwise okay and grateful for being rescued. What a story. Siblings who are believed to be the last surviving twins from the Holocaust share their inspiring story. That's next. Tonight marks the seventh night of Hanukkah, the Jewish celebration of the miracle of light that kept shining through the darkest of times. It calls to mind the miraculous survival of some Jews during the Holocaust. One such miracle includes the story of what is believed to be the last surviving twins from the Holocaust, Stephen and Marion. They were just six years old when they were sent from their home in Amsterdam to a concentration camp. The Hess family, like millions of Jews, was taken from their home by the Nazis. The Holocaust seems like ancient history, so we have to find a way for it not to be that, for that to be a lasting lesson. Sent by train in 1944 to Bergen-Belsen, a concentration camp where more than 50,000 died, including Anne Frank. Marion and Stephen credit their parents for keeping them together. They never, ever gave up. And uh, they were just determined to keep us alive. The food in Bergen-Belsen was called rabies, turnips. 
uh, calories, about 600 calories, to keep you alive. Their father was assigned to heavy labor. Eight decades later, they still remember their mother's sacrifice. She realized that my father needed a lot more nourishment than she did. And even though we were all starving, she gave half of her portions to my father. To still gets to me. Gets uh, to me. Yeah, uh, to keep him going. Where do you think that will to survive came from? That determination. They had a, a real sense of inner courage and strength. Stephen and Marion, now 85 years old, hope their story can be a lesson of remembrance. What has it been like for you since October 7th? It's something that makes you watch television morning, noon, and night. There's got to be a better way. But it can't always be a kind of a scorecard of how many get murdered and how many get displaced. I hope that something will happen where when these conflicts happen, that there's a real kind of effort to have a long-term solution, you know, where both sides feel like they have a chance for a future. The Hesses found their future here in the U.S., arriving by boat in 1947. What do you remember about that? Do you remember your parents? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Our parents got us up early to to pass the Statue of Liberty. In later life, it became a very precious memory. But whenever I see the Statue of Liberty, it rings bells because that was the symbol of our freedom and the ability of, for us to have a new life. And you can read more about their incredible story of survival in the book inseparable. The 25 new movies being preserved for history, that's next. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Finally tonight, the Library of Congress has announced the 25 new titles being added to the National Film Registry. Uh, This is Houston. Uh, Say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. The only problem this year was narrowing down the list. Apollo 13 was joined by other box office hits of the 90s like Home Alone and Terminator 2 Judgment Day, along with the animated classics Lady and the Tramp and The Nightmare Before Christmas. The newest films are from 2013, the drama 12 Years a Slave and the documentary 20 Feet from Stardom, winners of Best Picture and Best Documentary at the Academy Awards. The movies selected for preservation are based on their cultural and historic importance to America's film heritage. 
Well, that does it for tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.